It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Celtic head to Edinburgh to face Hearts at Tynecastle on Sunday, but we're doing so without head of recruitment Mark Lowell, who sensationally, Paddy, resigned just this afternoon. This is Tino and Paddy with the counting of kickoff. Paddy, what's your general take, first of all, on that big breaking news? Um, a step in the right direction. Um, I think that we, as fans, have, have, um, have watched what we've, uh, we've brought in over the last uh, two or three seasons. A very, very strong start under Ange Postacoglu. Um, we felt we were bolstering up our recruitment department with the appointment of Mark Lowell. Um, but no, it's not worked out for him at all. Um, I'm sure he'll have his story. I'm sure him resigning um, rather than being sacked is another story. Um, but the one that really got me was the part of the statement that said appointed by Ange Postacoglu. And yeah, I thought, let, let oh, it go. Wow. Um, not his job to appoint anyone. I, I, I can't believe that they're continuing to tour that part of the line Un, until or unless Ange Postacoglu comes out with his memoirs in years to come and confirms that. I'm just never going to buy that line where it was Ange that was driving that, you know, that role for Mark Lowell. I really, I, really, I just can't get on board with it. And the fact that even on the way out, like Mark Lowell's in the way out, but kicking and screaming in terms of whoever's pulled the statement together. I presume it was PR plus Mark Lowell sitting together. Right. Can you just let it go, lads, and stop feeding us this propaganda? It's really cheap. It's really poor, I have to say. Um, we we covered this in the show, Paddy, a few weeks ago, um, maybe three or four weeks ago now, and asked the question of Peter Lowell, Mark Lowell, and Brendan Rodgers. Somebody has to go because the, the model isn't working. Those three clearly can't work together yeah. for whatever reason. And I suppose, to a huge extent, it looks like Mark Lowell's the fall guy. And without without seeing what's going on behind the scenes, you and I sitting here right now can't factually say he's not performed his job to the correct manner. But it certainly looks that way. And given the way the January window played out, there's been failings. And when there's failings on that level, a club like Celtic, I kind of think somebody has to go. I'm not advocating for people losing their jobs. It's definitely not, not anything of that nature. I've said that before. But... Celtic are a multi-million pound business 
Mm-hmm. And there's been multi-million pound failings there across those last, at least the last two windows, and you can look further beyond. What do you think it means, Paddy? Let, let's take it in the context of the here and now, you know, the, the situation and, and what it might do moving forward for Brendan Rodgers and, and anything that's happening this season. I think it's a game where we're, we're still getting like um, dribs and drabs of information from, from Celtic at the moment. You know, I don't think we've had anything concrete um, in terms of communication from our, our chief executive, for, for an example. I'm not saying he's, he should be coming out every week and explaining what's happening and uh, where the club is looking to move. Um, we're getting small samples of what's happening in the background. There has been dismay, there's been anger um, after the January transfer window and during it as well, that we're all just kind of trying to figure out what the, the bigger picture is and trying to figure out, you know, what is the direction to the point of your brother. And, and I'm pretty sure several others have, have made the claim of if this continues winning the league regardless or not, then it's, uh, it's season tickets are, 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 are done with them. Um, but for me, I think it's a big statement that the club are looking to hopefully, and I'm, I'm, I'm being positive here because they're kind of making these decisions now. And if that's to, in order to get someone in in place quickly, in order for us to start planning for the summer, brilliant. Um, but also, it takes any kind of distraction away for this team at the moment. It takes the focus away from the board. It takes the focus away from recruitment. It puts the focus solely down to Brendan Rodgers and his squad in order to, to focus on this running. It's the same kind of scenario we spoke about with, with Joe Hart announcing his retirement. Now's the time to do that. Now's the time just to say, right, yeah, let, let's push ahead for the remainder of this season. Come together as a collective. Never mind about the noise anywhere else. Never mind about the noise happening on our board, arguments here or there between whoever. We want to go and win this league, and we can go and win this league. So, yeah, I'm glad it's happened now. Um, and hopefully, hopefully we don't sit on our hands too long. Yeah, do you know, I think that's a, a really good way to look at it, Paddy, a really positive way. And I think if there's anything that allows Brendan Rodgers to be more focused on his job, that can only be a good thing. So let's see if that's the case. Uh, the, the resignation, and if that if that is what it is, the resignation of Mark Lowell uh, could... Would give James a, an outside chance of remaining a season ticket holder. He said, "You know, you know how strong he's been on it." Like he said, there would need to be change at boardroom level. You know, it, it wasn't based on Celtic winning the league, doing whatever on the park. It was all about change behind the scenes. We've seen cha- change. James might be back on Monday to check the dates, but we'll get a chat with him. We'll see if he's reviewing he's his seen, position. He uh, said bottom. Top to bottom. Well, we've made a start on that, so let's see where we go. Um, good comment here coming in. Uh, thanks to everyone that's joined us in the live. Good comment coming in from San Fran Celtic. Uh, and it's quoting Brendan Rodgers from this afternoon's press conference. When you arrive at 10 games to go, he says, that's when the fun begins. So, Paddy, on Sunday at Tynecastle, fun time. What do you think? How are you looking forward to it? Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. I think the guys will have taken a real, um, a real boost of confidence in terms of their, their, their capability in terms of you know we've seen a, a right wing just reappear in the last two games um, which has been missing all season in my opinion I think there's you know players in that team now that are wanting the next game they're not uh, they're not cowering behind anything and they're, they're, they're up for this challenge um, they also just need to remind, remind themselves that it was what five months ago as I mentioned on Monday Five months ago, we, we gave Hearts a drubbing at Tynecastle um, and we were very, very comfortable on the day. And I just think that, you know, that belief seems to be kind of creeping back in. 
Um, they have also just had a, a, a poor couple of performances as well. Um, notably, obviously, the game at, uh, at Ibrox, but they, um, they didn't look anywhere in the game on Wednesday. And, and from all accounts, they should have lost um, a very, very harsh penalty uh, that they were awarded as well, in my opinion. Um, so I don't think it's uh, plain sailing at the moment this week, this week at Tynecastle. So I bet no better time to play them than now. So yeah, here's hoping we we go there and do the business. Yeah, and just in terms of you know Celtic and, and what we are doing at this moment in time, I done the post match. Uh, we done a delayed post match yesterday myself and Bridal following that seven one one against Dundee, and I just you know it's amazing the difference a game and a half of football can make. Not two games because you can forget the first half at Fir Park, but in the game and a half since then, Celtic have scored ten goals. In that time, how do you think the players are feeling, Paddy? I'm going to uh, outline a few guys who must be absolutely buzzing. Yang has hit his best Celtic form. Tomoki Awata has been desperate to play for Celtic, and now he finds himself, you know, firmly in the team at this moment in time. Cameron Cattler-Vickers is back and scoring, no less. Greg Taylor, he's got a goal and three assists in these last couple of games. Alistair Johnson has all of a sudden sprung back to life. Matt O'Reilly's back amongst the goals. All these guys must be feeling good about themselves, Paddy, and that can only uh, bear well for the you know the ten games at the men. All guys that know how to do it, all guys that have won before, and I think that when you have them in the team and it settles those around them that maybe haven't got that in the locker, maybe are still finding their way with that. I mentioned that in the first season under Ange that there was a lot of guys in that team that weren't winners, they weren't they, they hadn't experienced that, those moments. Um, and that really serves you well. I think uh, we, we speak a lot about our captain, especially this season, and it's who he can trust around him. He's not had that all year. He's not had a settled team all year. And it's affected his own performances as well. I don't think there's any denying that. Whereas now it just seems like it's after the core of the team is back. Um, a more settled, familiar understanding of each other over the last two and a half years. And what that does for the players around them is then make them feel more comfortable and more confident about themselves as well. And I think Yang being the evidence of that. And I have to say, what a finish the other night for Maeda as well. Like, <laughs> just, just those moments, it's, it's, it's crazy. Everyone was just like laughing nervously on, on, uh, on Wednesday when he put that in. Um, but I just it, it, it just breeds confidence, it really does. And it's, it's great to see. I think Dyson was trolling me, Paddy with that goal after my comments about him recently. And I got a couple of uh, tweets as well just to remind me just how effective Dyson Maeda can be. And no one's happier than me, uh, all kidding aside. I think he's a guy who's struggled generally this season, but certainly since returning from the Asian Cup, he's, he's done next to nothing up until that goal. And I hope that that really kicks him on, absolutely. Adam Eder, I've not even mentioned him, three goals in two games, uh, effectively won the game at Motherwell and played a key part in getting us rolling with the second goal there. Against five and five, in the five and five, is it? Jeez, oh, good going for him. Um, you've got a situation, Paddy. I'm sure you've seen it. I think we exchanged some messages about Callum McGregor being in doubt for Sunday. Um, that would be a huge blow because we're in a situation where we've just in the last couple of games started to settle things down. We know that Rio Hattati remains out and that might be post-international break before he returns. Um, how big a blow could it be losing Callum McGregor for such an important game? Obviously, his uh, his influence in the game speaks for itself. Um, I think he's a big miss, um, regardless of of, uh, of who comes in to, to cover him. I think, you know, we've seen a lot come in and, and 
you know, almost kind of play both the six and a little bit more advanced in the last two games. And um, I think to almost, in a sense, we're going to have to restrict yeah, um, Iwata into that number six position for Sunday. Can he live up to that? Yes. Can the midfield and the rest of the team live without Callum McGregor? That's a different story, I think. I think he's a, a massive organiser in, in how we play and dictating the tempo of a game as well um, is one of his key features. Um, and we really need to get into the faces of Hearts on Sunday. It's a big game. We need to be, uh, need to stand up and, and be counted. So, yes, he's a huge, huge loss uh, if he doesn't play. But again, I think that just the confidence that's around the team, especially our back line, um, and especially uh, in, the, in, in the wings for the first time in a, in a, a couple of weeks, or, well, for a month, that if you bring Bernardo in, say, as the, as the ready replacement to go into that position, it's, it's filling me with a bit of confidence. It's filling me with a bit of confidence in terms of, you know, he, he's suited to a fast, direct style of play that Celtic have been playing in the last, the last two games. So I'm not too worried in the style of play, but the players need to show up um, and continue this momentum that we're, we're starting to build. And that's the challenge, Paddy. So if Callum McGregor does miss out and... I would suggest there's a strong chance he will, given that he never trained on the Friday before the Sunday. We'll see what happens come Sunday morning. But if he misses out, then this is a challenge to to Matt O'Reilly, you know, to to Cameron Carter-Vickers, to Joe Hart. You just need to step up. And these guys already lead in their own way. Now you need to bring even more of that to the table. Show your experience. Even guys like, you know, Dyson Maeda, who's not natural a leader, you've got a role to play in there, whether it's supporting the guys around you or, or whatever yeah. it may be. Uh, your Greg Taylor, Alistair Johnson, they found a bit of form. Let's add a wee bit more if the captain's going to be missing. In terms of the footballing aspect of it, as you mentioned, I'm pretty comfy if Bernardo comes in for the game in terms of the, the technical ability required to go and take care of hearts. But yeah. I think that the, the bigger fear would be what you're losing in terms of leadership stuff. So let's see how it plays out. But it's going to be a it's going to be a challenge, certainly, if you're, regardless if he's there or not. But certainly it'd be a loss for Celtic if Callum McGregor doesn't make it. One thing that I thought was bizarre, Paddy, um, about what Brendan Rodgers was saying in the press conference, he was asked about Callum missing training, what was the update? And he said, yeah, he just felt it tight in his Achilles towards half-time uh, on Wednesday night. He's obviously going at half-time and they've made the sensible decision not to put him back out. But the next thing he said concerned me. He said that Callum says that this is something that always flares up this time of year based on the amount of games he plays. Right. So what every February March for the last few years, this this has become a thing or a current issue. Mm. Then protect the guy and all the more reason to give him far more rest. You know, because we, we just play Callum McGregor like he's a machine. You just yeah. drop him in there, play him 60 games, and think that's acceptable. Yeah. If his body's starting to tell him, and he's 30 years of age now, if his body's starting to tell him I can't manage that anymore, then we need to manage him far better. I know he got his rest against Bucky Thistle recently, but that aside, when does he ever get a rest? He almost plays every minute of every game for club and country. And I think we need to be far smarter with Callum McGregor to ensure that he's fit and available for the biggest games. And I, I've got to say, time Castle away is certainly one of the biggest challenges that Celtic will face. And I just think we've got to be smarter there if he's carrying something. Well, I think that's what Rogers is actually kind of letting us know that he's, he's thinking about, to be honest. I think that's what he's trying to implement. I think season's gone past. Uh, first season, he was out with a face injury and um, I think that he was, you know, itching to get back and itching to play. Um, so I don't think the season took as much toll on him then with that break he had in between. And then obviously he was injured at the, the 
early early months of, of last season as well. He wants 50 games a year. That's that's just in his nature. That's what he's used to. He'll know himself that he's that's going to slow down. Um, but I think for me, he's uh, he is. I've just yeah, I've just seen a comment you put up from George Barr. He, he doesn't want to rest. He wants to continuously play. And my God, he's massive for that team. He really is. It could be that we've got a manager here that's just saying, hang on, I'm going to need you for more, like more important games. He's maybe just not made the fitness for this game coming up. So he's mm-hmm. probably thought, don't, don't risk him at all. Don't risk him at all. This is a good good test for those that need to come in, stand up and be counted, as I've said. And also just as the confidence is starting to flow with those players that have just not found their feet so far this season and they're maybe starting to turn it on at the right time. I, I, take, I say we take the risk and giving him that rest and we bring Bernardo in because I still feel comfortable and confident with that team. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll, we'll be planning without him. We'll run through the team just in a second and I think we'll base it on Calmack not making it. But yeah, George Barr has commented. Thanks, George, for the comment. He says that Ange said that Calmack never wanted to rest. And I get that, but I think sometimes you've got to take that decision out of the players' hands. You know, different players, some players don't need any excuse to rest. You know, feeling a tiny wee niggle, They'll sit out for a couple of weeks and they'll protect their bodies. That's fine. Other guys run through a brick wall for you, all that kind of stuff. But sometimes, particularly if you've got the data from the sports science team and otherwise, sometimes you need to take that decision away from a player. Um, and I'm not blaming anybody for, for what's happened in, in this situation, but just the comments from Brendan Rodgers were slightly concerning if it has been an ongoing thing. Um, let's look at what we think the team will be, Paddy. I'm going to suggest that the, the back five, being the goalie plus the four in front of him, will and should stay exactly the same. We've touched on it, haven't we? Greg Taylor's found some decent form since his return. Alistair Johnson, the same. Cameron Carter-Vickers chipping in with goals, no less. And Liam Scales has been pretty steady, pretty consistent all season. Do you think that's the four, if fit and available, we should see the rest of the season? Um, <laughs> not for me, no. Um, I still think... Well, Bernard be back. That he could have scored the other night um, because... Because of the um, poor defending, so I'm. Uh, say again. They did score. No, I know. Like I'm talking before us. Um, no, I, I think uh, it is settled. Absolutely. Um, I still feel that there's a mistake to happen there, and that's that's just concerning me. But I still feel that this eleven has got enough to go and outscore the the opposition. So I see what you mean by maybe wanting to keep skills in there, but I just uh, no, not for me. So, so what do you think, Paddy? So with, with the chat, I think it was you and I last week, wasn't it? Ahead of the Motherwell game, and we spoke about the, you know, the article that Michael had put out asking is the the skills experiment over, mm-hmm. and I, I, I'm open to being over as such, but I think obviously Mike Nabrocki's now picked up an injury. We're ten games to go, so it's certainly not a time on sentiment or on a whim to potentially throw in Nabrocki, less so Lagabielka, who's just. Nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Stephen uh-huh. Stephen Welsh has dropped out the team. Who, who would your change be, Paddy? If if you were to make it a would, change, it would be Nabrowski if he was fit. But I, I, obviously, I think it's such a it's such a difficult one to toy with, especially when does Nabrowski come back and are we then throwing him in for what eight seven games left in the season and hope he picks up match match fitness. Um, so it's, I, I get that it's a difficult one. I just think we're taking a bit of a, a risk, and I know it's been. We can say that he's played all season, but we've, we've thrown away um, quite a number of points this season as well, and he's been ever-present. 
Um, there has been good things, absolutely, but there's definitely been poor things. Uh, there really has. So um, I, I'm, it's a tricky situation. That's why I'm not the Celtic manager. Yeah, to me off. I think uh, I think the boys just needed 28 games to get up to speed, Paddy, and just to get get familiar with what's required. And now we'll be ready to kick on for these last ten. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's look at the midfield. Um, we've already kind of hinted, and Gypsy King here's backed us up. He thinks if McGregor's out, it's O'Reilly, Bernardo, and Iwata. I think that's got to be the three, Paddy. Um, there is a small case for young Daniel Kelly. Uh, if nothing else, he'll be full of confidence. But I think it's a hell of an ass to throw a boy in for what would only be second league appearance yeah. uh, to go and do something there. I'd certainly like to see him on the bench and I'd like to see him give an opportunity if it presents itself because he didn't look phased at all. I, I, you know, I, was, I was really pleased for him and I think everybody was. You know, you see a young guy living out that dream. The chat is just today that Celtic are set to offer him a bumper new contract and he looks like he could could really be something for Celtic. But it'd be a big ask, uh, you know, in a pressure environment to throw him in. So I don't think he's an option Less so guys like Odin Tiago Home. Um, I don't know if there's anyone else there, Paddy, out of the, the key three. Anyone you think, Mike? I think uh, just the, obviously the way the game went the other night and obviously very much in control. It's a lovely opportunity for Daniel Kelly to come out. Um, I don't see the way Celtic are with younger players. I don't see them getting minutes um, for many of the other games left this season. Would I want that? Yes, I would actually because I thought I thought he looked pretty comfortable, albeit the game's pretty much dead and buried. Still took his goal very well and, and didn't yeah. look out of place and track back. Um, I thought, yeah, it's promising to see see a young player come in and, and as I say, finish so so easily. Um, and it's good to hear that I think a couple of seasons ago um, we were quick and get a, a strong contract because there was a few Premier League teams sniffing at him as well. So someone is committed. Uh, to the team, um, I think we'll we'll definitely have a future with us as well. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of weight on his shoulders um, mm-hmm. to go and start the guy, um, let alone even bring him on um, in a big game, especially depending on what the result is at that point as well. Yeah, that's true. I think if you were to put it down or ask the question of Daniel Kelly, he'd be all over it. He would start in a heartbeat, but I think we need to be careful with any young talent coming through. Um, Excited about Daniel Kelly and excited for what we might see moving forward, Paddy. But really excited for Tomoko Tomoki Iwata, hopefully getting an extended run now. He showed his worth against Motherwell. I thought he was top man. I really do against Dundee. And I know it's Dundee. You know, Hearts is a different prospect away from home. He did score a good goal at Tynecastle from memory, didn't he? Aye, um, I love the left footer. But it's now the time for him to become a, a, a Celtic regular. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, listen, I think it's uh, make a breakdown for him. As I've mentioned before, I think he does bring a, a calmness, a steadiness to our midfield. Um, I don't think he likes him under too much pressure, though. Um, if it's like all hands on deck at the back, I think he's quite uncomfortable in those positions. Are we going to come up against that on Sunday? Not as much, but they're a very good counter-attacking team. Um, I think he does sniff out danger pretty quickly, but I don't think he uh, is one for for playing it out the back in a calm, measured way if we're if we're under a bit of pressure. So, um, still a little bit to go for him, in my opinion. I think he's I think he can get there. I think the we mentioned if you're J League Player of the Year. You're doing something right. Um, and what I do see is a common presence in terms of when we are in possession, we are moving it about in the middle of the park. He's very, very quick to get it into the right places. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying what I've seen over the last two games. And I think it's a big test for him on Sunday and I hope he comes through it. Yeah, I hope so. And I, I'm confident he will. I think he's a player who, like any player, needs a couple of games to, to give him that belief that he belongs there. And yeah. I thought, do you know what? He played the, the game against Dundee like he'd been doing that role all season for Celtic it's not easy just to step in and out every couple of games get injured play a few miss a few I think honestly I think he's going to be so important for what we're doing across these next 10 league games and whatever the Scottish Cup throws up Uh, up front Paddy I think this three picks itself as well so you've got Adam Eder it's mad isn't it you know Kyogo Furuhashi swept the board with all the trophies last year 34 goals something like that I think it's the right move that he remains on the bench at this moment in time because Adam Eder's come in. A lot of us, certainly speaking of myself, turned our nose up at him. Not at him as such, but at the uh, the type of signing he was, you know, uninspiring, can't get a game in the championship. What does that mean? But actually, when you explore his CV at 22 years of age, he's achieved quite a lot already. He's got 100 plus games, international caps. And listen, you, nobody needs me to tell. Any Celtic fan right now that Adam Eder is a, a very capable player. And I'm delighted he's in. I thought he was excellent again during the week. So he's, he'll start, Paddy, I'd think. And then it's got to be Yang, who's all of, all of a sudden found form. And Dyson Maeda, whose technical ability I have never, ever doubted. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I would go with that three as well. And you touch on Kyogo, obviously, at the beginning there. I, we, we know what he's capable of. Um, and actually, I just feel that maybe this little break out of the team will encourage him even more. Um, it sets the bar, it sets what he needs to, to look at. I actually think there's been a little shift in the system since he's been taken out of the team that's actually more suited to his play as well, which is quite bizarre. Um, I think we've seen just obviously that overlap I've, I've spoke about, about Yang getting the ball in behind for Alistair Johnson. That's that's uh, the kind of football we, we were playing last year or the season before, and Kyogo mops those chances up. He'll feel it. He'll not like being on the bench. Um, he wants to start every game, and I think he's he's been a massive player for us. I still say he's the best since Larson, in my opinion, as well. Um, I just think he's had a bit of a year of it. Someone made the point, I think it was Miff was talking off air the other day, 
if he's going to be out of the team, and I know we, we don't have this luxury to do it, but if he's going to be out of the team, do we get him that operation now and get him ready for next season? I wouldn't do that. I think personally we need him for this running. I think he will be valuable uh, for Celtic in this running. Um, but you go with a guy with the confidence at the moment, and that's that's the big man up front, and it's been a joy. I, I couldn't remember the last time Celtic were scoring for headers, and we've, we've scored what three now in, this, in in the last two games. It's been absolutely brilliant to watch. You know, it's it's a it's a different different side, different uh, out, outlook in terms of two games. So that comes from him. It comes from this guy Yang on the right, who definitely for me was was man in a match. I thought um, he was outstanding on Wednesday. I agree with Awata as well, I really do. Um, but um, going on to Dyson, just, just keep doing what you're doing, son. <laughs> Honestly, like, I, I was sitting cursing him at one point on Wednesday night and then he flips over to the right wing, cuts in and puts that in the bottom left corner and just, wow, <laughs> what a goal. Yeah. Dyson does not care what you and I think of him, Paddy. No, he's, not. he's not that kind of guy. He's, just, he's got his own mindset, his own focus. And do you know what? Go and do what you do. Sometimes it'll be amazing. Sometimes it'll be maddening. But we just need to go with it. Um, Paddy, you suggested three goals in two games. Uh, Headed-wise, it's four headers in two games. The first three on Wednesday were headers. And Adam Eda's brilliant header against Muddle on Sunday was a header. Um, thanks for a lot of the comments coming in. Ian O'Sullivan, good to see Ian there. George Barr, as always. Maestro, Jim Hunter. Uh, Colin Stewart, Mazar, all the guys. Thanks for all your comments. We'll try and catch a couple of questions towards the end of the recording if we can. Um, Paddy, someone has mentioned that the the bench. I think yeah, Maestro says you know the subs bench is going to you know be a, a lot stronger for the run. And, and there's the thing. So looking potentially if we get the starting eleven more or less right for Sunday, you've then got the potential of Kyogo, Palmer, maybe Daniel Kelly, and even Nicholas Kuhn to potentially come off the bench. Now I think Kuhn struggled, for example. But fresh energy coming on against a tired heart side, for example, could be a huge boost. We know what Kyogo can do on his day. We know what Palmer can do. And Daniel Kelly's exciting. And that's important, Paddy, to have those options off the bench, isn't it? Because it's never going to be all about your 11. It is because we, we kind of look at the 11 that's been playing um, for obviously the, the, the first three quarters of the season. And the, the work that they've had to put in, considering the amount of injuries that we've had, the amount of... Um, upsets in the squad has been I've never seen a season like it to be honest um, and I think that yeah they're bearing the brunt of that Europe as well um, a lot of tired legs coming the end of December but we're ready for a break um, and then you've got the psychological side of not actually seeing the recruitment coming in it's going to bolster and, and push, you, push you over the line for the, the remainder of the season there's a lot of elements at play and uh, I think a lot of the players pick up on the fans' frustration in the right way, the fans' frustrations in the wrong way and I just think that they know what they're capable of. Um, I think getting those play certain players back from injury as well is a whole lease of life for that squad. Um, I, still, I just think we've got more in the tank than, than anyone else in this league now. I really do. Do you know, I never... If ever there's a time to peak, Paddy, it's with 10 games to go. We, we caught it at the top of the shop there, San Fran, put the comment in from Brendan Rodgers. This is when the fun begins. And I'm glad that, you, you know, when a, when a challenge like this comes up, there's one or two two ways you can approach it. You can you can run and hide and shirk from a challenge at the top of the table or you can embrace it and say, let's go. Let's go and have some fun and let's go and win this league. And I think that seems to be the the message coming out from the camp and I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah, let's take a look at Hearts, Paddy. So, obviously, they, they were on a run of about 
75 games unbeaten, then they go to Ibrox and get pumped 5 0, which is just pathetic yeah. uh, for the third force in the country. So, don't know what's happened there. They then drew one each for Hibs during the week, uh, obviously, Edinburgh Derby. What are you expecting from them? They'll be looking forward to a game like this on their home patch. They'll be looking forward to it. I think two poor performances from them. Um, they'll be looking to kind of get back on track. Um, but you made the point um, for the on the Motherwell pre-match when we actually turned that into a bit of a, a Hearts Rangers pre-match um, that they've solidified third place. Um, so I don't see anyone coming in, budging and taking that in the remainder of the season. Um, but what they... It'll be players playing for contracts now for next season and, and keeping that in mind as well um, is a big thing for them, especially looking as if they're going to guarantee Europe again as well. Um, we'll need to be up for it. I think it's it's always a difficult place to go to. Um, but I just thought the last time we played uh, there at the end of October, we just looked really, really comfortable. Really, really comfortable. Matt O'Reilly, outstanding on the day as well. And yeah, just want to want to see that again from him. I'd like to see another strong performance from him because actually he's been quiet in terms of the rest of the players but the last two games he's looked a lot more like himself as well in my opinion so i excited for it I think so too Matt O'Reilly uh, obviously he got his goal which was good his his volley off the bar was something else and I, I think he should have got a goal for that alone to be honest with you I thought it was just you know it seemed to take an age you know you're kind of watching it in slow motion it was such a good effort and yeah Good to see him get back to some sort of form. In terms of Hearts' position the table, so yeah, they're, they're absolutely comfy, kind of locked in in third position. They are, let me see, they're 16 points behind us, but they're 12 points ahead of Kilmarnock. That's not going to change across the, the rest of the games, the 10 games. They'll just stay in that, that kind of ground. And I suppose from that point of view, even just to put yourself into their players' shoes, it's kind of hard to motivate, isn't it? You know, knowing that you can't really go up and you can't really go down, you're just, you are where you are and don't get me wrong, they're pro footballers, it's their job to get motivated, but you can understand when push comes to shove, you know, we're driving for a title, we've got all the incentive we need. I'm not sure if there's that. <laughs> not sure if there's that incentive for them, you know, they could play out their fixtures and regardless what happens, they're generally going to come third. And I wonder if that's what happened to Ibrox. They lose an early goal and think, ah, do you know what, by halftime that game's done and dusted. So, um, what about danger men? I suppose it's it's too obvious, isn't it, that, that Lauren Shanklin's the, the main guy for them as always? Yeah, of course. I think he's um he's a very good striker. Um I think even just listening to the Rogers about him today as well, it was very complimentary. Just he does score all type of goals. Um he was asked at the presser um if he was, you know, sh- should be focusing on like keeping him quiet. Um but actually I I think if we just go and do our own job attacking wise, we, we don't we don't worry about what Harps bring to the table in my opinion. Um so no, I I, I think he is their, their main threat. Um I like the boy Vargas as well. He's quite hot and cold sometimes, but he's um he's 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 a decent player. Um he can play a colour pass in behind, which has been a big problem for us uh of of late. Um so yeah, we just need to make sure that we kinda get on top of that. I think in behind over their, their, their goal. Um, Shanklin will be on scales on Sunday. I think he'll be trying to play off scale shoulder as much as he can. Um, uh, but I also see Carl Vickers coming in and helping his pal out. So we should be all right. I'm going for a clean sheet on Sunday. Aye. 
Well, I'm all for mm. that. I mean, that's the thing. We know what Shankland offers. He's a talented player. He quite likes the physical aspect of the game. But I think between Caravacers and uh, Scales, we should we, we do have enough to deal with it. It's just whether we step up on the day. But those guys are more than capable of dealing with Lauren Shankland or, or anyone of that nature. Obviously, at Tynecastle last time out, Paddy, we, we won 4 1. You've mentioned it. Goals from O'Reilly, Maeda, Kyogo, and Awata, the goal that I mentioned. But we've obviously fallen foul. You know, we, we get beat 2 0 at Celtic Park. Do you think players think about things like, you know, revenge in that nature? Or do we just need to focus on the fact that it's the next game in the, the race? I don't think Brendan Rodgers will let them forget about that performance. Um, not a, not in case of revenge. I think it's more going right, right that wrong because it was a, it was a, Terrible display that day at Parkhead. Um, yeah. So, no, I don't think that they'll be allowed to forget that. They'll definitely have been shown it this week, I'm sure. Um, and then they'll be shown of, listen, this is what you can do as well. So, I think that the the, the mood in the camp is, is very positive at the moment. Um, and I think that the, the, the players will definitely feel they've got enough about them to go and, and really ramp the heat up uh, for the remainder of this season as well. Yeah, do you know the, the mood in your camp sounds positive, Paddy? I think you've been galvanised by these last couple of games and maybe the Lawwell news has given you a wee Friday night boost as well, but you sound in good spirits. Um, I think, look, first and foremost, we see our frustrations and totally understand um, why we were frustrated in terms of the players signed in the summer, um, the, the, the players signed um, in the winter there, the lack of and really, really putting ourselves under a lot of pressure. I'm kind of someone that will take a wee step back and look at the bigger picture though, and, and I think that you do look at that, it's a bit of a recipe for disaster, and then you throw in the injuries that we had have had this season, the players that we lost last summer as well. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, we've not really had a, a run at it. Well, that, that starting 11 has not been consecutive for a long, long time. And I just feel that we're now starting to kind of get that back and we're actually now seeing a sort of a system that this manager's implemented with these players and actually remembering, reminding ourselves, you know what, this guy's actually a very good manager at the same time as well. He's made mistakes 100%. He has made mistakes. I think he's quite, um, I think he's got a lot of pride and sometimes I think he'll play players over the fact there's a better option available just to make a point. That doesn't help us at all. Um, but the fun starts now, as he said, and I feel that he thinks and his thinking he's got the upper hand. And I think he'll, he'll be confident that he's going to win this league. He made a comment after the game on, on Saturday, uh, Sunday, um, which really, really irked me. But at the same time, I know he believes himself in himself this way as well. And it was, if it was a draw, four points is still catchable. And that really, really stood with me. And it really annoyed me at the time, but he believes in his systems. He believes in the squad that he's getting back that we, we probably would still stand a chance considering we've got to play them twice. It's the rest of the league we need to take care of. And I just feel that we've got that in us to go and blow teams away now. Yeah, and I think for any team, Paddy, that belief, you know, if, if you can see that your manager, your leaders there, have got that genuine belief generally filters through to yourself and I think all of a sudden in the last game and a half as mentioned the players it's almost like they've just remembered how good they can be Paddy and this isn't to get carried away with a mother owner Dundee you know Hearts is a tougher challenge than them of course it is but I think the players just realise just how good they can be on their day you know I, I ran through a raft of players that will be feeling good about themselves 
And I think these guys will be raring to go. I honestly think if you're a part of that Celtic group right now, you can't wait for Sunday. Whereas if Sunday had arrived a couple of weeks ago, you might have been fearing a trip to Tynecastle just that wee bit more. Uh, Paddy, speaking you know, confidently, obviously, over the last kind of 35 minutes or so, but let's put the, the numbers on it. What do you think the scoreline is going to be? 2-0 uh, Celtic. 2-0. I think uh, yeah, can hopefully a nice controlled performance. Um, they'll come at us, I'd assume, for the first 10 minutes, trying to unsettle us, but quality um, of this team should be enough, in my opinion. Um, and a, a massive, massive factor of that is uh, having a settled right-hand side of defence in um, Cameron Carter-Vickers and Alistair Johnston. And actually, um, Greg Taylor stepping up, I think it's going to be huge for us in the run-in. Um, and yeah, I think we'll, we'll be comfortable. I really think we'll be comfortable on Sunday. Yeah, Greg Goals Taylor, they call him these days, Paddy. So maybe him and Carter Vickers will be the guys getting those two goals. I I'm feeling similar. Um, I don't think I get too carried away with these kind of things. I know James loves a big scoreline. Um, we'll welcome them back over the next week or so. But I'm going to go for 3-0. I think Celtic are just in a good place all of a sudden. And that's how football can go. And that's how titles can go. They can, they can shift on a moment. And I think Celtic have had that moment potentially, um, you know, get into that second half against Motherwell. I think they'll be eager to get across to Tynecastle. And I was speaking to Brido, as I say, we've done the post-match after the, the Dundee game, and he's really keen that Celtic almost use this game as one where they can draw a line in the sand. If we can get the three points against Hearts, and Brido's confident as well, Paddy, that we can do so, that leaves you with nine games to go. And the, and the gap will most likely still be two points after the weekend if we do get our win. And then you can really focus in. There's there's a fairly favourable favourable running in terms of home and away fixtures and things yeah. to go. But it also allows you just to say, yes, we know that what's gone before this season has been up and down. We've had big moments, poor moments, disjointed moments, injuries, guys missing for different reasons. But it just allows you to just say, do you know what? That's done now. Let, let's leave that where it is and let's really get the heads down for what would be nine remaining games. So I think it's quite a... An exciting thing to look forward to. And, and to Brendan Rodgers' point, this is where the fun begins, Paddy. Paddy, your final comments as we start to wrap this one up. Again, I think we're well entitled to feel uh, the anger and the hurt and the, the just the dismay at what our board have kind of been operating um, for a long time now. Um, but I think, as I say, I think we're just, we really need to get behind this team. We're seeing a strong amount of uh, our big players coming back in that are going to be crucial for us for the run-in. I seen a brilliant tweet. Um, I think it's Lennon's account. hundred percent, it's Lennon's account. Uh, Siamese boy on Twitter. Yeah. But he made the point that unbeaten in eleven games, two of them are draws, nine wins. That's the best we've been all season. Um, we need to kick on for there. We do need to kick on. It's not acceptable with the points were dropped. Absolutely, but we need to get behind this team for this running. It's ten big games. Can we do it? hundred percent. Yeah, I believe so as well, Paddy. We've got a couple of scoreline predictions come in. Uh, Mazar's gone for 3-0 and Adam Eda hat-trick. I would take that, Mazar. Uh, and George has gone for 5-1. Um, so good luck to George with that one. Brido's also just joined the comments, probably like to see what, what we're talking about, but he'll need, to, he'll need to join us for the next one. Paddy, thanks as always for stepping up uh, tonight. Thanks to everyone who joins us in the live. As mentioned before, we really appreciate it. And it makes a big difference to what myself and the guys can do when we're having these conversations. We'll be back shortly after the final whistle on Sunday, hopefully after another massive three points at Tynecastle against Hearts. But until then, enjoy the weekend. We'll see you guys soon.
Podcast Network.